You're listening to Supporting Siblings, where we share the experiences of our not-so-typical life as a brother and sister of individuals impacted by developmental disabilities. Here are your hosts, Larry and Laura. Hey, sister, Laura. Happy Labor Day. How are you? Good. How are you? Of course, I know how you are. We've been talking for about 10 minutes now. (laughs) (laughs) The staged greeting for a podcast. Yeah. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I bet you're excited about Tuesday because I know what that is. (laughs) Tuesday is the first day back to school with students full building. So a little, you know, anxious and in anticipation of haven't had a full building since March 13th of 2020. Oh, wow. Full building. Okay. This is full building now. So we'll see how this goes. We're all hoping for the best. Um, masks will be required, which we kind of figured was going to happen. Right. And I hate it, but I, you know, whatever it is, what it is, it's, it well, is what it is. The first step of getting these kids <laughs> near each other. I mean, I know we got, we're still walking through some garbage, which we're not even going to talk about it, but I'm just happy to hear that students are going to be together because there's still a lot of mental health issues. Two articles today in the local paper, June, July, August, over death spiked terrible here mm-hmm. over death deaths and calls to the red line it's suicide awareness month and that's yep. something that uh, mary and i are very passionate about with fish fest and things like that so anyway that's good to hear and i hope that it goes well and um think life yep. can just continue to press on and as normal or whatever the new normal is that we're we're learning and evolving over this last year we'll it's a good thing that people will be yeah. together. Basically, it'll be nice to see. It'll be nice to see the kids in the halls again, and you know, have some sense of normalcy. Last year, you know, about halfway through the year, we went into a hybrid mode. My students were in every single day, five days a week, but um, the rest of the building went into a hybrid mode. Um, some kids remained virtual the entire year, um, but it'll be nice to see some sense of, you know normal stuff going on in a school year that you know make up the day and give the kids some sense of normalcy back because this has been rough you know yeah yes but here we are and we're just gonna plow forward and you know adjust as as needed (laughs) one thing um we we're gonna talk about i'm gonna Mm -hmm. let you tell the story about recent conversation with john john and uh, a little bit later we're gonna get uh nephew Chris on here and let him talk about his new job a little quick segment with him but yeah today you and I you know we always have a little discussion about what we're going to discuss and you told a story about a conversation with John John and it we we kind of are going to build off that and um, focus on how often we see peer spirits in individuals with disabilities and how it, it how it impacted both of us, you told me that I got chills and teared up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell, tell the, uh, the conversation that you had with John and we'll, we'll take it from there. So, you know, these conversations that you have with him, sometimes they're just so, um, they're just, they're the best when they are completely un, you know, not prompted or, when it's just a raw conversation between the two of you, because that's when you really get into his head, you know? And, um, so I, you know, a couple weeks ago I, I ended up, I got pneumonia of all things. Um, and I, you know, 
to make a very long story short, when I started feeling ill, of course, everybody first, there's nothing else in the world but COVID. So, of course, I thought I had contracted COVID again because I had already had it once. Plus, I'm vaccinated. So I was a little concerned and took a test and it was negative. And the next day, didn't feel well at all. And long story short, ended up at the emergency room because I just didn't feel good and ended up, they said I had pneumonia, which really frustrated me because I thought, are you kidding me? Back in November, when I had my you know annual physical with my family doctor, they asked me if I wanted the pneumonia shot. And I thought, well, sure, with everything going around, yeah, definitely give me the pneumonia shot. I've never had pneumonia in my life. And so, you know, I got pneumonia. And um, I was a little frustrated and a little, you know, aggravated with the whole situation. Like, how the heck did this happen? You know, what is going on? And and so, you know, I, I, I one thing about me, and I'm going to be very vulnerable in this podcast, is that I have very, very bad health anxiety. Um, I had a long conversation with my family last night, and that is, Really, when we peel back all the layers of why do I feel the way that I feel when I have a health scare, um, and and really we just kind of figured, kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, Larry, you and I and our entire family, but you and I probably paid a different type of price where we constantly lived in crisis. We were in crisis mode almost all of the time, and so many around us, Dad. John and Billy, eventually mom, you know, we all had, there were significant health issues. Um, and, I, you know, I guess I just had, my brain has become conditioned to never um, getting good news from physicians or anything like that. So anytime I ever have to have a medical test or any of that sort of thing, I get really, really anxious. And um, I ended up, in counseling over it. So I'm um, just being 100% transparent over this because it, you know, has really taken a lot of um, self-searching and self-analyzing as to why I'm like this. And I really feel like it's just because of the crisis mode that we lived in all of the time, you know, and, and it just, you know, it really weighs on me sometimes and it really, really gets me I mean, to the point where I could have a panic attack. So moving over to, to John, you know, um, so this, but, you know, just, just so you understand the spout of pneumonia really set me into a tailspin because, you know, with everything that's going on in the world and COVID and sickness and medical tests and everything else, I would finally gotten myself to a really good place within the past six months that I actually had even asked to come off some of the medications that I was placed on because I really felt like I was doing well. So this just like flipped the switch and sent me into a tailspin. And um, so I've been working through that and, you know, struggling with some things and trying really hard and grounding myself back in some spiritual um, uh, reminders, shall we call them, you know, um, and just really trying to reground myself. And so John comes over the one day and of course he was very concerned when I had, when, when I had pneumonia and, um, you know, I try to keep my, the details to John very limited when I'm sick or anybody is sick for that matter, because he really, really 
same thing takes it very, you know, it gets very, very oh, concerned. Yeah. Yes, he does. You know? he, he always and reacts it, very strongly to anything. Yeah, yeah and I, like again, that. I think that's part of the, the trauma that we've, we've lived under our whole life of just, you know, somebody was always sick, you know. So I try to keep details very limited with John. And so he ends up, I end up, you know, coming home from the hospital, not even 24 hour admission, had a couple rounds of IV antibiotics, came home and recovered, you know, from this pneumonia bout. And um, he came over with your son, Jake, Jake is in town visiting with, you know, family and um, his friend's family. And um, so he comes over and John says, he sits down and he looks at me and he's very concerned you know, because I had just recovered from this pneumonia. And he says to me, how are you doing? You know, sometimes I, I don't know. I just looked at John and I said, well, to be honest with you, John, I'm not doing too good. And he said, why? And I said, I'm very anxious. And sometimes I feel like I could have a panic attack. And he just said, oh, now John has had panic attacks in the past. Okay. And so I specifically had this conversation with him to, to kind of get his insight, maybe thinking he would kind of relate to where I was feeling because he knows what this is like, you know? So I said to him, you know, I kind of feel like sometimes I could just have a panic attack. And he said to me, oh, and I said, John, have you ever had a panic attack? And he said, no, which I knew wasn't true, but I thought that's all right. Let him just kind of say what he's feeling at the moment. And he said, no. And I said, oh no. And he goes, nope. I trust God. Wow. There it is. <laughs> there it is. One, Whoops. one simple sentence. And I thought to myself, it really hit me hard, hard when he said that, because I thought to myself, here's someone with a limitation, a disability that by every worldly definition should not understand this realm or this depth of spirituality. And yet, he does in this incredible way. Yeah, so I, 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 just how he, he says it's simply and so matter-of-factly, and Laura, it kind of takes me back to Mom's opening of, of the nine chapters yeah. that she wrote that John yeah. loves and accepts you with, you know, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but without the hindrance of rational <laughs> thinking. Correct. And... You know, we can, I can, I'll sit here and dissect every single thing the doctor said or every single thing that they want me to go through, like another test or another test. And, you know, my fear is always, you know, because of, like I said, of everything that we've been through, you know, that they're going to, oh, we happened to see this and now you got to go for this test. And I just, you know, I just am so tired of medical stuff. And John, just like you just said, he just, without that rational, we rationalize everything. John doesn't rationalize it. He just puts it into the, into God's hands. And I felt at that moment so convicted and so, um, I, at that moment I just looked at him and I thought, he's so much better than me. He's so much better than me. He's so much more, um, trusting and he sees things with such purity that it makes him a way better person than I can than I can even aspire to be at this moment. That I let this doubt and this fear and this, you know, overcome me. And I thought, and here he is with autism, and he's speaking this very simple sentence. And it was like he punched me in my gut, but in a good way. You know what I mean? Like it right. wasn't. 
it wasn't this, um, it wasn't a judgmental statement. It was just a very simple, no, I trust God. And I thought, why can't we be like more like him? And I think you dig into that. There's a pure spirit and doesn't have the ability to sit and now John worries about things. Uh, you know, he does, he does have his, his times of rumination, but there, it, it's different for him. Like you said, and here we're the supporting siblings is the name of this podcast. And the perception is, is that we're supporting them because they need help. But how often Laura has jo- something John or Billy that's happened or said, by John John or done with Billy that it ended up affecting us in our lives. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a huge point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I ended up I, a couple of days later, I had really thought long and hard about what he said. And, and, you know, a couple of days later I got him on the phone and I said to him, John, I want to tell you something. I said, I have to tell you something because I really feel like God wants me to tell you this. And, and I said, I just want you to know that you make me really happy. And he goes, Thank you. <laughs> you know, real simply. And I said, I just want you to know that I think that you are a better person than I am. And I want to be more like you. And I said, I think that you are a really, really incredible person and that you have a really keen sense about who God is and what he does. And I said, and I, I want to be more like you. And he goes, yep, thank you. <laughs> real simply, you Very know, simply. again very matter of fact, very, you know, he doesn't take it as, um, you know, this, we're not, he just very humbly and thank you, you know, and I, I appreciate it kind of in his own way that he says it. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know, at, at, at that moment, I was just so thankful for John John. I really am because, you know, I just think that he is so simple and pure and that, you know, so many people, how many people have said to you, Larry, can you even count on, can you even, I, I could never count on how many people have said there's something about him. There's many times. He's so magnetic. Time. Yeah. Yeah. But he's so magnetic. He just makes me happy when I'm in his presence. He's, you know, he's so pure. He's so kind. He's so, he makes me laugh. And there is something so incredible about him that, um, you know, like you said, mom opened her chapter with, you know, talking about he is no hindrance of rational thinking. And yet she also wrote in a sentence that his mantle is very great. He just doesn't. And it's something that he doesn't even understand. Yeah, I think it was the, the, the level of his mantle that he carries is so great. But again, he doesn't even understand what that is. He just is who no. he is. And um, it, it snaps you into, you know, like, wow, okay, so got to pay attention to our spirit. And you, I, I think a lot of us, I've gone through this, you have to exercise your mind to stop this kind of, I mean, we've been bombarded for a year and a half about yep. terrible things in the news, and it continues. Yep. And, um, you know, John just wants to see the weather out in, you know, California, when he right. turns on the news, but uh, he did say something else kind of funny, and this is along the lines. Uh, by no means, um, you know, uh, we're going to get into politics. Sometimes we do a little bit of yeah. things that have happened, but you know, again, here's another example. So, John, John, uh, not long after uh, you, he said that to you. He was, he was watching was the pre- news. Was, yeah, yeah, it was the same day. Actually, he was over the house and. 
you know, if there's one thing about John that he has become a little bit more, I, I would say, vocal about is politics. Hey, hey Sarabi, <laughs> welcome to the program. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me guess, someone's walking by your house? <laughs> well, I would guess probably yes, that there's another dog barking next door, so she's you know, responding to their calls. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, we record right where we live, not in an airtight studio. We love yeah. Sarabi. <laughs> so he, uh, same day, he had the news on. And the one thing that John definitely has become a little more vocal about these days is politics. He has, um, he has some opinions. Now he doesn't get he doesn't have um, he doesn't get involved in hot controversial topics like you know gun control and all you know those hot topics that would divide I guess the red and the blue you know he just doesn't get involved in that but he has some opinions on people and some politicians that have been in the forefront of our news lately and it's kind of it's kind of humorous at times because. What I've learned about John is what is the most important thing to him when it comes to politics is the truth. Truth, yeah. He wants Simple. the truth. Simple truth. And so here's, here, you know, there was a certain politician who is no longer in office here in New York. I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> he had some very strong opinions about him because he kept saying he's not telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, again, I, I, it's, it's funny, but it's kind of like, okay, there's that perception that, that simple perception, no rational thinking. He just has this, this sense about people that he can pick up on very quickly. Um, so this particular day, President Biden was on TV. And he was speaking, and I honestly don't know what he was even talking about. Probably the coronavirus, probably vaccinations. I really don't know. TV was just playing in the background. I was busy doing some things. John had stopped and stood in front of the TV and was watching what he was saying. And under his breath, I catch him saying, he's kind of mumbling, I hope to God he's telling the truth. (laughs) 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 And I just cracked up because... And I thought to myself, again, the most important thing to him is something super simple, and it's the truth. He wants the truth. Um, He doesn't want, he just wants the simple, plain truth. And I thought, that's all that matters to John. He doesn't judge a character, you know, judge anyone, but he wants truth. Truth, And I thought, isn't that that what we all want? We just want truth. Yeah. And and I, I, I wanted to say to him at that moment, well, John, I don't think you're going to get much truth from any politician. But I, I kept my mouth shut and just kind of chuckled and yeah. thought to myself, this is him in in his truest form. This is it right here. Yeah. And I'm just, I don't know, like that day, I just, you know, again, there have been so many times that you and I have talked and felt that John was like this shining example of, of who God is. And all I think of sometimes with him is the beatitude. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And God is so pure. He's so pure in heart. He doesn't have, 
you know, he just doesn't, he doesn't hold grudges or meanness in his heart or judgment or anything. And I don't know. I just felt like after you and I had talked about it afterwards and I was like, this is just one area, although we lived in crisis and although we lived in trauma so much of our life, that this is what we have, the one of the benefits that we have reaped and that is who John is. And, you know, again, just going back to it, you know, the, the perception of supporting siblings is that we are there for them. And in many ways we are, you are and, and, and other siblings. Um, but there's an awful lot to be learned about life from them as well, because John isn't the only one who is this way there. You, you have uh-uh. some students in your, in your class. And, um, uh, I don't know if you want to mention that comment, uh, with one of your students, that he, um, I think you were talking about dealing with emotions in class. Um, do, am I triggering that memory? Uh, the, yeah. indi- the individual, he was talking about what do you do when you get upset or when you, when you get angry, how do you handle it? And you said that he answered you and just said, I don't get upset. And this is someone, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't get upset. Yep. I don't know because I don't get upset. And you said he laughs and he's smiling all the time. And that's someone who had a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. And and who was um, yep. born quote normal and had a, had an accident. Um, yep. And I mean that's he powerful just, too. You know. Yeah. He's in a wheelchair, no, right? And you know he's got a difficult life. This young man, there is no such thing as a bad day when you're in his presence. It's right. impossible. It is impossible to be sad or depressed or worried or mad or anything when you're in his presence. And honestly, because of our brothers, because of individuals with disabilities, maybe those that I teach or those that we have had contact with in our life and just, you know, the numerous, numerous individuals we've had the privilege of knowing I have always said they're like a piece of heaven because they're there. I, I mean, there's no one in the world that is sinless, but I look at them and I think there's no willful sin on their part. They don't do things to hurt someone else or, you know, to make a poor decision. And, and so they are the pure in heart. They are the ones that, you know, when John John sits here and tells me he sees an angel, I know it's true without a shadow of a doubt in my being. I know he sees things. I know Billy sees things. There's been, oh, yeah. it's been some the- issues with some things with Billy and his, yeah. you know, that are just astounding. There was just a recent, you know, not too long ago where Billy started bringing up grandma, which was mom's mom and aunt Vi. Um, which we now know is our great grandmother. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, <laughs> um, and and one of the, and, and Arlene, the beloved staff member who loved him so much, she calls him my son. She said, "I don't know who comes and talks to him, but somebody comes and talks to him because sometimes he's just sitting there and he's laughing and clapping and looking at something." Wow! And wow. I, it yeah. Gives me so, he, he always so. kind of is looking up. He, he's <clears throat> look, looking like at, at the ceiling. I've seen, experienced yeah. that with him too. And it's um, and so the pure in heart, you know, that I really believe that they will see things and perceive things and, and um, 
they, that you and I will never see. We'll never see it. We'll never, well, I, I just don't, I, I, you know, when John said that to me, it was like, I thought he's on a level that I don't know that I'll ever get to. Right. And he quote has a disability. Yeah. What's wrong with this picture? Yeah. <laughs> There's something, <laughs> what is wrong with this picture? I have a master's degree. I'm educated. I'm this, I'm that. And he has a disability and he's on a level that I, I don't know that I'll ever get to. Yeah. And I it, don't. I, it's amazing. So when we come back on this next segment, we got to get uh, your son, my nephew there, Chris, to talk about his new job. But uh, we invite you to visit SupportingSiblings.com. Follow us, share this, and uh, we appreciate all of you that listen. Send us an email at aidnotsotypical at gmail.com, or you can just connect directly through the Supporting Siblings website. All right, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Remember, it's not just about us helping them. What can individuals that are your sibs can teach us? We'll be right back. Welcome back, SupportingSiblings.com, and uh, great discussion and story, Laura. Um, I, I've spent, um, real quick, I'm real excited to say that I just submitted my final draft to a book that's coming out this fall called uh, The Positive Side of Crisis. Um, I was asked to contribute to it um, because we have a wealth of so many stories and because we spent so much time in crisis, um, I was honored to ask and um Real excited about that. Once that book comes out, we'll uh, we'll talk about it some more. But it took me eight months to do that, and I know you read it. The you know going backwards and thinking and and uh, trying to tie it together with what was happening currently. It really took me on a journey, Laura. That um, I think had maybe was therapeutic in a way for my mind to you know to look at crisis a little bit differently, uh, maybe. I wanted to pull out what was good about last year and, and it, you know, it, uh, things started coming to me and I don't know, I think again, it just, we're, uh, we're the ones that are, uh, you know, rational thinkers here and you can over rationalize something and it'll cause the anxiety. I tried to, uh, really convey that there were some good things that happened and, you know, talked about, uh, some past stories about uh, our family and, and specifically dad, in this one. And, uh, so I'm looking forward to that, but it just kind of just made me think, you know, um, of that, of, of the book and, you know, how that, that did help me with, you know, I got my own medical stuff too. And, you know, um, it, it was, it was therapeutic in a way. So that's, uh, that book will be coming out soon. And, um, again, I'm, I'm excited about that. Maybe it's just the, the kickoff to the rest of the story here is what I'm hoping, Laura, <laughs> for both yeah, of us yeah. to finish mom's book. But uh, where's that nephew of our, where, where's that, where is he? He is right here. Chris? <laughs> I'm excited. Three weeks, we're going to a concert together. You excited? You me, Three weeks from tomorrow. Very much so. I'm looking forward to it. So you enjoying Labor Day? Yep, I have off. I have off uh, tomorrow. What is it? What is today? Saturday. Today Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I have off tonight for work for Labor Day, so that's that's a plus. That's good. That's so a- that's what we want. I want to get a little update. The last time we recorded with you 
you were anticipating the new job and now you've started. So go ahead. How's it going? You're working at Moog now, right? Yes, I am. And uh, the new job's going very well so far. I've been there a month, um, you know, a little under a month. I think the 5th of September will be the month of first month I'll be there. Today? But yeah, which is today. Oh, wow. Um, there you go. So I've been there a month, and uh, so far everything's working out very well. Uh, <clears throat> you know, everybody has been so nice to me over there. Everybody's been so gracious. Um, everybody's been very opening, and they've welcomed me with open arms pretty much. And um, I've made quite a few friends over there already. Uh, didn't feel like it didn't really take me long to do that. Um, you know, I've picked up on the job description right away, which is pretty much the same thing of what I've been doing, which is cleaning. And, um, you know, they put me in an area and they, <clears throat> my job coach was with me for the first couple of days to work with me and train me on how to do things. And, um, so I can't thank her enough for that. And I've pretty much, I've picked up the hang of it right away. And she's been very proud of me since the beginning. And, uh, you know, things are, things are just going very well. Yeah, that's awesome. And I heard that you're doing so well that you, um, I believe that I heard that you're going to be taken off the probationary period a little bit early because you're doing so well. <clears throat> well, they, um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but they're talking about it. Um, you know, my job coach has been kind of hinting to me that um, she's been asking me if I would like being taken off probation early. And I said, well, I'm like, I would like it, but I'm like, that would be up to them. And that wouldn't be up to me. That'd be up to them. And so if it, if it comes down to it where they, you know, where they want to take me off probation early, then, then that's great. I'll go off of probation early. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome to, to hear that dude. I, I nephew, I'm proud of you too. And Happy that uh, you're enjoying. How about the hours? How are the hours? Is it in shorter drive, all that for you? Oh, very much so. Uh, you know, when I was at UB, it took me 30 to 45 minutes to, to drive, like 45 if I had to pick somebody up, which I had to every Wednesday, Thursday. And Monday, Tuesday, I was driving myself. So it would take me 30 to 45 minutes. And now the drive to Moog takes me about 12 to 16 minute drive. So it's yeah, Almost less gas, less travel time. That'll be nice in the winter. Oh, it's, yeah. Doesn't winter start up there tomorrow? What's that? Doesn't winter start up in Buffalo tomorrow? <laughs> Don't joke about that. <laughs> uh, not yet. <laughs> it could. It could. In, in the words of John John, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Well, Chris, I can't wait uh, for our week down here coming up uh, the end of the month. I'm excited. Yeah. Things are still me we're, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I do some me and fishing, my job coach, some rock and roll. Yeah. And me and my job coach talked to my bosses at Moog, and we talked to them about, with even with me being on probation, if, we're, if I'm good to go down to Nashville, and they said they're more than, go, more than willing to let me go. There it is. <laughs> we were concerned you starting a new job, being able to take time off, but they're yeah, they're being cool a, about it. Yeah, that's a that's a positive. I think I've been doing so, so well there that they've been, you know, that they're okay with it. I, I'm not sure what has been 
normally because my one manager Jamie said that <clears throat> four four people can take vacation time at most, and so far that week I've been the first person to do so. So I've been I've got my time in. So All that's, right, that's a plus. Well, and, when you get down here, we'll do uh, we'll we'll definitely do another episode in here in the studio with Mom here, and we'll we'll just have some fun that time. How about that? That's but thanks that's for the fun. update. Yeah, that's fine by me. And tonight, um, you know, speaking of our concert, the yeah. lead singer, the lead singer is wrestling tonight. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't. Uh, uh, hope he doesn't take a chop to the throat where he can't <laughs> sing in a few weeks, like something. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping bouncing not either, his neck off the the turnbuckle there. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping not either. But tonight, no. The biggest part is Chris Jericho fighting for his career. Okay, his what's career, happening? His career is on the line tonight. He's facing a wrestler by the name of MJF. Which, if if Jericho can somehow listen to this, I'm pulling for him all the way. Okay, <laughs> okay. I hope so because. Well, he does have two day jobs. He's got the got the rock band Fozzie, and he's got wrestling. But so he could be out of wrestling forever tonight, is what you're saying? If he loses, pretty much his career could come to an end if he loses. Wow. Well, hey, he'd have more time to tour, I guess. He could, and right before you know, right before Nashville, a week like a week or two, he comes to Buffalo. So that's. That's good too. All right. Well, lots of luck to Chris Jericho. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Great update, nephew. You know what I'm about to do? What's that? I'm about to go for a body detox. What the heck is that? <laughs> well, the first thing you do is you soak, soak your feet in this negatively ion charged water, which pulls toxins out of your body. And then you go sit in a sauna for 30 <clears throat> minutes. And then you go sit in a salt cave full of Himalayan pink salt, which is good for your health. Yeah, Mary and I scheduled this quite a while ago, and we're uh, after we wrap up this episode, I am quickly going to change and get ready for our appointment. I'll tell you all about it later. You're going to take 10 minutes? Well, yeah, it's actually, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna, I'll be sending pictures of the water to Laura of my feet as all that junk comes out of <laughs> my body. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> Chris, Chris, again, man, I'm so, I'm thrilled. I got a big smile on my face, and I'm proud of you so much, how, how well you're doing. And and uh, you're a good cleaner. You got, uh, that's, you know, Jamie does that for a living with his, his own business. You could, that could be on the horizon for you. You're good at something like that. You never know. No. But no, you're you're well on your way, so um that's excellent. Yeah. And hopefully things continue and maybe, you know, hopefully when I come down there in Nashville and we do an episode with me in the studio, I'll be I'll get to update more people. Yeah, those. yeah. You and I are gonna do this wrestling thing. I got it I got a great idea and we're we're gonna noodle with that when you're down here. Yeah, maybe we can maybe we can chat I about think it's it. It's time. It's time. Maybe we can. You need to get a YouTube channel going on wrestling insights or something. <laughs> yeah, it's time. You're so good at this, Laura. Well, Laura, what a powerful story that you shared today. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, it, it's just it's so simple, but it's very powerful, and um, we're we're blessed. We really are, despite. The, yeah. the tough things that that uh you know of 
John and Billy that are tough a lot, you know, but you know, you have these moments that, and they just so wash away, you know, the the difficult. Yeah, they do. They wash away the negative. They really do. Because honestly, it's just sometimes very, you know, John is really a vessel sometimes. And I think that he just, you know, doesn't even realize it. We were talking the other day too. I'll, I'll end up, I'll end with this story. And, you know, I pulled out mom's Bible which I still have here. I have her Bible and, you know, just sometimes I like to look at her notes that she has scribbled in there and, um, you know, different scriptures she has highlighted and why she highlighted them and what pastor said it on what date. Um, you know, it's just nice to see her handwriting sometimes and whatever her thought process was. And so John called and said, what are you doing? And I said, actually, John, I'm reading mom's Bible. And he said, you have her Bible? And I said, yes, I do. I said, I have, I still have her Bible here. And I said, next time you come over, I'll show it to you. And he said, okay. And, um, I said, John, what is your favorite scripture? I said, if you had to pick a favorite scripture out of the Bible, what would it be? And he said, Matthew twenty five forty. And you know, that was the scripture for agape. And, um, I said, can you say it to me? And so he started to say it. He stumbled a little bit in between, you know, what he said, surely the king will reply. That's what he said. And then he kind of, so he took the beginning of the scripture and then he said the end of the scripture. He said, whatever you've done, you've done it to me. Oh, wow. Again, yeah, just again, those just... simple, he pulled out those two simple phrases, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and, and I just said to him, I said, John, that's awesome. And he goes, yep. You know, he just, yep. just very simply, you know, yep, yep. That's awesome. Um, but he really is, um, a blessing and, you know, all Larry, you're a blessing. John and Billy, my brothers are a blessing. And, um, John, John and Billy sometimes just really, although we are quote normal, <laughs> we'll say that with, yeah. you know, very, uh, tongue in cheek here. Right. <laughs> Um, John and Billy really give us uh, uh, way more blessings than they do struggles and difficulties. Yeah. Way more, and that's um, I feel exactly the same way. And I think that's a great place to to leave it at that. And we yep. hope those of you that uh, have a family member, son, child, sister, brother, whatever, that um, you're able to to embrace those things because they're powerful. They're simple and they're powerful. And mm-hmm. John, it's, this is this, these kind of stories are not just limited to John. They all bring something like that to the table because of the pure spirits. All right, Laura, this was great. Supporting siblings.com. Yep. Next time we'll get John, John on again. He's always fun to have on, you know, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll do an episode. I'll let you get settled into school and we'll, we'll reconnect a little bit later in September here for another one. Thank you so much Sounds again good. for listening. Visit us at supportingsiblings.com and we would love to hear from you. Take care. Hey, you want to make the world a better place? Commit a random act of kindness to a complete stranger. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and invite you to share your stories and write to us at a not so typical at gmail.com or visit supportingsibs.transistor.fm and connect with us on all our socials.